do you want to be apart from being an athlete? Our hope and prayer here on More Than an Athlete is to provide short, helpful, and biblical content that will equip you in becoming more like Christ and making Him known in your athletic spheres. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy this week's episode. What is up, athletes? I hope you are having a great summer. Y'all, I'm so excited today. We get to hear from Tori Dilfer, and she is a volleyball setter from Nashville, Tennessee, and we got connected through a mutual friend, and she began her college career at TCU and then transferred to Louisville for the 2019 season, and she was named the NCAA All-Texas Region for the team's Cinderella run to the Elite Eight. She was also named the AVCA First Team All-American, she was a U.S. national team open invitee and also named MVP of the All Louisville regional team and recorded a season high assist. And y'all, she's a stud. I was reading about uh, the things underneath her profile, and I'm really excited to hear uh, what she has to say today. And she comes from a sports family where her dad played in the NFL, her mom was a college swimmer, and also her sister, her two sisters, one plays volleyball currently and one finished up volleyball. And currently, she is just finishing up playing for a professional team called Athletes Unlimited in Dallas, Texas, and is now training with the national team to then be heading to Italy in the fall and is also getting married soon. We were just talking about that before we started to record. So she has a lot of fun life coming up ahead of her. But I got to watch this video that just kind of shared her heart of volleyball. It was kind of a letter to volleyball with the NCAA. And there's two things I want to talk about first before we get her on here. And the first thing she said was, it has never been about volleyball. And also that volleyball was a small, small part of why God had brought her to Louisville. And I'm just excited to dive into that because I think right there that shows what her heart is and that it's to glorify Christ. So Tori, we're so excited to have you on here. Hi, I'm so excited to be on here. It's been so fun just getting to know you and the excitement has built up since we've been planning this for a while. So yeah, thanks for having me on. Yeah, for real. And I think it'll be really neat too to talk about priorities today because obviously volleyball has been been a big priority of your life. I think first off, it'd just be awesome to hear about your story and kind of when you started to see volleyball differently. Yeah, honestly, that story kind of starts with just the start of volleyball for me. I started playing the game because my older sister played, um, my two aunts played when I was, or sorry, when they were younger. And so Mm -hmm. I knew about the game, but I played everything growing up. I feel like most people that grow up in sports families do that and eventually just chose volleyball because I loved it. um, And I just felt like I was better at it than the other sports I was playing. So I went with it and um, yeah, just got to be a part of some really cool teams early on in high school and in club and got to play with my older sister, got to play with my younger sister in high school, which is just so fun. And uh, yeah, so I think in high school, it just became like normal that I would Mm -hmm. go to college and play volleyball, you know, like you get recruited young and I was excited about it. I didn't feel like it was a burden or a pressure like a lot of people do, which um, I'm super thankful for. And so when I was deciding where to go to school, my dad had this awesome piece of advice, just like, don't base this decision just off of volleyball. You know, you want to go somewhere that like if volleyball is taken from you because we know it can be at any moment. You want to be in a spot that you are going to be able to thrive in other areas of your life. Like you're more than an athlete, you know, like you want to be able to feed those other parts of your life um, as well as be in a good volleyball situation. And I felt like I did that really well. I ended up going to TCU, which is just an incredible place. I have only good things to say about that school and 
um, definitely never planned on transferring. I don't think anybody goes into college planning on transferring and uh, just had some grew a lot those first two seasons at TCU. I'm super thankful for my time there. Um, definitely faced some challenges, but everyone does. And, and so when I started to see volleyball differently, it was when volleyball actually became more of an important thing in my life. And I think that kind of sounds funny with saying like, I saw volleyball more from like a godly lens when it became a bigger thing in my life. Cause I feel like mm-hmm. often your sport becomes bigger and it becomes your God. And instead for me, God was really gracious and what really shaped it more around what he had for me, you know, like it was way more about what does God have for me more than what is, what does volleyball have for me or what can I do to climb the ladder in volleyball? And so when I decided to transfer, it was honestly solely off of a dream that God had placed on my heart. Um, I just felt like I, my love for the game had grown and I knew I wanted to play for a long time and I knew I wanted to reach my God-given potential. And that was one of my biggest things is I was thankful that I had a family and especially my dad that always preached, like, it's so not about the accolades. It's so not about this, that, and the other. It's about reaching your potential because you've been given this gift. And really that's a huge reason why I think God has given us some of these gifts is, is we get to just unpack what he like how creative he is honestly in creating us all individually Mm -hmm. and uniquely and so it was really just chasing that and some stuff had happened in my first two seasons that I was just like really torn didn't know if I should leave didn't know if I should stay and I was reading this book um called The Circle Maker by Mark Batterson and I was reading it over Christmas break and we had just finished up our season and I woke up early, like I think it was the day after Christmas and I'm reading in the morning. I just couldn't sleep the night before. And I read this page and it's just about how dream, like big dreams honor God, because there's no way we can accomplish them without him. And so we're just like on our knees in dependence for him to help us to not to help us, but to really accomplish that, that goal, that dream. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I read that and I shut it and I was like, all right, well there, I guess it's not going to be any more clear than that. And, um, so I decided to transfer and it was, it was definitely a leap of faith. I definitely, my dad and mom told me later on, they didn't say this during the time, but they were like, gosh, we were shocked. We were terrified for you. Like we trusted you because we knew you had been prayerful about it. We knew that you had sought after the Lord in this decision, but we were like, holy cow, this could go really bad. Hmm. And even like the first day of being, it was the first, um, semester of transfer portal. And so the portal was new. And like the first day I didn't have like anyone reach out like one tiny school. And I don't think I got too nervous because I was like, it's Christmas break. Like it's right after Christmas. Nobody's checking the portal right now. I wasn't that worried, but school did start in like two weeks. So I was like, oh, okay. My parents then told me later on they were worried. Yeah. But really I was just, I think the only reason why I was able to stay calm and not worry in that situation was because I had been prayerful. I had been faithful in seeking after the Lord. And he had just been so abundantly clear that this was the right decision that it didn't really matter if it looked like if I, if I had 15 schools talking to me or one and, um, really, I think that was just like his goodness, just like, and just like how sweet he can be and that I was leaving a really good situation and going into this terrifying, like just middle period of like, don't know what all, what at all is going to happen. But he was so, he just filled that space so well and just kept me so just relying on him. Um, so I think that was really like, he was teaching me that dependence on him because like I knew I couldn't accomplish a dream without him. And he had made that so clear, like I said, and, and so then kind of fast forwarding, 
I visit Louisville and it just, it's so clear to me that I'm meant to be there. And it didn't even look like the perfect situation. My coaches, my head coach at Louisville was so awesome. And she told me on my visit, she's like, you could come here. Like we want you, we don't necessarily need you, but we'd love to have you. And three things could happen. You could win the job, you know, like be a starter. You could split some time with this freshman we have coming in that we really like, or you could get flat out beat out. And we don't want you to say yes to coming here until like, you know, that you're okay with any of those three things happening. When she said that, I was like, sweet. I'm I, like, I, I can do that because I just had so much confidence. That's where I was meant to be. And I, I mean, obviously like as an athlete, you're going to bet on yourself. So obviously I was betting on myself for like the volleyball par- part of it to work out. But I just was like, no, this is where I meant to be. And so I get there and really that first just year at Louisville, I went in in the spring. And so we weren't playing yet. We were just training. And just automatically, it became so clear to me that that decision wasn't about volleyball. Mm -hmm. And I like looking back, it's so easy to say, like, even if I didn't have the career there, a volleyball career that I did have, I would be so fulfilled in that decision and fulfilled in my time there because it was so much more than volleyball. And he made that clear through teammates, through um, just like resources, mentors, um, just like honestly, the people I think are the biggest reason or the biggest way it was so clear that volleyball was just like you had said at the beginning, like a very small part Mm. of why I was there and really a very small part of his story through my life, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, basically to answer the question, like that really changed my perspective about, about volleyball. And it was a long process in that way. I mean, there were times that I wasn't as sure about it, but he just over and over reminded me that, this is not my game to hold on to. And for mm-hmm. so long, I had made volleyball my God and I had tried to hold on to it and I tried to keep it from him because I, I was like, well, this is my thing. You know, like, I don't want yeah. you to touch it because I know you can take it away. Yeah. And and he finally just like, he released me from that. And when I gave it to him, it was like, everything changed. Yeah. Wow. I love that. Something we had talked about, we had just recorded a podcast talking about obedience And it's that same thing where even if it looks crazy to the world and you feel like that's where the Lord is calling you, it's really neat to then look back and be like, I can, you know, see why or the fruit of the why behind it, even if it didn't make sense at the time. So it's it's really cool now for you to be able to like reflect and see what the Lord was doing in that. So I love that. And the other thing is neat too, is just, you were obviously prioritizing your faith at that point when you were kind of making that decision. And so today I want to talk about our priorities as an athlete because we have a lot of them. And so Mm -hmm. what would you say it means to prioritize our faith as an athlete? Like, what would you say that looks like? I think it comes down to really allowing God to rule every area of your life. Mm -hmm. It's super easy to compartmentalize things. And for a long time, I I compartmentalized volleyball from faith. You know, they were too so separate things for me. And, but volleyball also felt empty when I did that. And so I think prioritizing our faith as athletes is one acknowledging, like having the humility to acknowledge that like this gift is not your own. You have not been given this gift for your glory. It truly is all for his glory. And, and it's so easy. I think we get caught up in all the cliches that people are preaching after wins and you know, like it's, they're all great things. Like, yes, there's a lot of truth in that, but it's, it's so not about any of that. It really is about using a gift that you've been giving to really just fulfill a purpose that has been placed in all of us. Truly. We all have the same purpose in 
making his name known and bringing him glory and trying to drag as many people along with us as we're on this just pursuit in life with an eternal perspective. You know, like our pursuit in this life isn't just to do all the things and get all the awards and do everything and bring glory. Even like, I think we get caught up in like bringing him glory, like while we're on this earth, like, no, really it's, it's all for the kingdom, you know? And it's not even, there's, we can't even comprehend all that he's going to do with that past this side of eternity, you know? Mm. Um, Yeah. But yeah, I really just think it's letting him into every area of our lives and, and knowing that separating our sport and our faith is just it really honestly it robs us of so much it robs us of an incredible experience of seeing how sweet and good he is when he can fill a sport with himself you know when you can see the connections he's building in teammates and coaches and mentors and support stats and stuff and and it's just it's I feel like you see God in a different light when you allow him to infiltrate every part of your life and you also see your sport when he's so in the middle of it yeah yeah. Why do you why do you think it's important to talk about this? Like you kind of mentioned athletes, you know, we get caught up in these cliches. I think it's so true. I think that's why I was frustrated where I was like, there's not a lot of content for how to live this out and, yeah. you know, those cliches. So why do you think it's important to talk about this? I think it's so important because we aren't going to find God in – a a portion of our day, 30 minutes with him alone. We're not just going to find him in that we will, we'll get pieces of him, but really he's found in seeking him out constantly. You know, Mm -hmm. like in Psalm one, when it talks about like, blessed is the man that meditates on the word day and night. And like, you look at the word meditate and it literally means to murmur, like have it on your mouth day and night. And to like, love the, the word like that is that it's so on your mind. Like that is where we find him. It's Mm -hmm. not in just the 30 minutes. Like i and the biggest advocate for a quiet time alone with the Lord every day. Like that is, I think one of the biggest ways we can grow in our faith, but if it only is that, I think our priorities are wrong. Like, yeah, you might, it might look like you're making it a priority, but if it's only one part of your day and it's not a part of your life, then I think we've again, like compartmentalized it. And, but it's so easy to get caught up in that because routines are a huge part of our lives as athletes we need a routine to stay on top of it and to reach all our goals and to become the best we can be and like I'm so for routines I love it like I need one so badly or else I will get nothing done but as soon as he just becomes a part of our routine that's when we've just bought into just like the worldly side of sports and then it becomes even without us knowing it like we might think Mm -hmm. we have the best intentions and then all of a sudden we're playing for ourselves and we're not playing for him you know we're seeking out um affirmation and like acceptance from man instead of from God. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's so important to talk about it because we all fall into this trap and it it it's easy to. It makes sense there should be no shame in having a struggle with it because we're all facing it at different times and totally. it's a constant battle of finding that balance of like okay, I do have a routine and I have a lot of things I need to get done. But where it's not like fitting him into that, it's really like bringing him along with all of it, you know. Mm-hmm, for sure. And I think that's so helpful to talk about because, like you said, the quiet time is so important to have, but also where you're talking about with someone, like meditating on it throughout the mm-hmm. whole day is so important to think about because then I think that helps 
lead into our time and practice our you know mm-hmm. what all of our different priorities are how that main priority can then bleed through everything else so I think that's really good do you have any practicals of actually how to live this out making sure we're having that eternal perspective of our priorities I think how I kind of like ground myself in this mm-hmm. is getting back to like what my purpose is mm-hmm. you know it's not to really my purpose is not to reach my potential as a volleyball player. It's not even to reach my potential as a person. It's to make his name known and bring in glory. And so I think when I ground myself in that, the practicals kind of come with it. You know, like you, when you're so focused on it being for him, everything else aligns in your life. You know, like priorities align when we were aligned with God, you know, like when our vertical relationship is right, like, you know how everybody talks about like, you can't have good horizontal relationships if you have a good vertical relationship. I would say the same with just like routine and being like successful in things. Like if you're not good, like if you're not aligned with God's will and with him and what he wants for your life, you're not right. going to be aligned with, you know, like our, it's nothing else is going to go the way that you might want or that you think is like the right way, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think for me, I, really try to constantly seek out his will for my life. And I pray like, God, if, if I am outside of your will, like make that known to me, make it so clear that this is not in your like plan for me that Mm -hmm. I have no choice, but to hear you and obey, you know, like make it so clear to me that you want me this other direction or that this part of my life needs to change in order to be in line with you. And so Mm -hmm. I don't know if those are necessarily practicals, but I do think that a practical way to start and really try to get back to that is not letting a quiet time be a checklist thing. You know, yeah. like it might look different every day. Like I got so caught up in like, I felt like I had to journal a specific amount. I had to read a, like a certain amount of the Bible every day. Like it was just very, or else I didn't feel like I got anything out of it. But then yeah. I was like, but really am I getting anything? Like, it's just a checklist. Like I think, gosh, I'm blanking on the verse right now, but it's, I want to say it's second second Peter. And it talks about like, let your virtue become knowledge and your knowledge become, um, like basically just like turning our knowledge of Mm -hmm. like the word and of God into Mm -hmm. actual fruit, you know, letting it actually come into, to love, you know, to grace, like all the fruit of the spirit, Mm -hmm. um, allowing our knowledge and not just it being knowledge, you know, knowledge is great, but knowledge of God isn't, it's not, it doesn't produce fruit, you know? And so really like figuring out what a quiet time to you means, I think is one of the first ways that we can start like really prioritizing God being in every part of our life, not just that those 30 minutes or an hour, you know, however long, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So true. Just prioritizing the word from the beginning and throughout the day. I think that's, that's a simple, but really helpful practical of how that will impact all of your other priorities, which I think is great. What would you say, have you seen maybe a story or even within your own testimony that your faith and having your faith prioritized where you were grateful for that? Like, have you seen that just even in a story or within your own testimony of just seeing God using that? Definitely. I mean, there's probably a lot, but the one that just immediately comes to my head is Mm that this last season at Louisville was historic in so many different ways. You know, we made our first final four run. We were undefeated until the national semifinal, like all this, like incredible stuff that all of us at some point during the season were like, what is even happening? You know, like we knew we had worked so hard for it. Like it wasn't like, Oh, we don't 
like we haven't earned this, but it's like, what the heck? Like, this is so cool. And I remember being in Bible studies. We had such an incredible um, FCA at Louisville, still do. And our one of my mentors, Tammy Morgan, just led an awesome Bible study with so many of us girls. And being like, I, I think a lot of us would say in that incredible season, what we remember the most and what was most like impactful on us wasn't even the time on the court. You know, it was getting to share it with people that we were experiencing life with, but also like growing in our faith with. And I was so encouraged by so many teammates. I remember one of my teammates, Claire, told me one time, she was just like, gosh, I just feel this like freedom in practice now because as I go from drill to drill, like I'll just like say a quick prayer, like, hey God, like, you know, just be with me in this drill. Help me like have fun, mm-hmm. help me enjoy it, help me not get caught up in all the other stuff. And she said that to me and I was like, oh my gosh. And this is somebody that like hasn't known the Lord, like hasn't even been chasing after the Lord as long as some of us have, you know, she got to know him her freshman year of college really, and just has grown immensely. And so seeing all of that, I just see like the, just the, the fruit of caring as much, if not more, I guess should be more, but I know I probably screwed it up at times with caring as much about those relationships and building those godly relationships as much as I cared about being good on the court, you know, getting like being good at practice. And I can't remember who it was, but we were in some like leadership meeting, one of my first years at Louisville and just talked about like being like availability, you know, availability is one of the best ways to be a leader, you know, like being available Mm -hmm. for anybody at any time, whatever they need. And that really stuck with me because I got to see so many cool times, like normally like a teammate that would need to talk about something just to me, it would be like the wrong time. But when I just automatically was like, yes like, let's talk about it. Like it produced so much more than I ever could imagine. And it mm-hmm. usually was something that I probably needed more like than I, and I didn't realize it, you know? And so I think this whole last season was just such a testament to, I mean, there was something so much bigger going on than just a really good volleyball team. And I mean, they were, I was just surrounded by amazing people and so many that were just chasing after the Lord and cared so much more about that than our success on the court. And, and I'm not saying we were so successful because we weren't focused on it. Like I'm not, I don't, there's no equation to that, you know, there's no, but I do think that God really just poured out a lot of blessings on this team in sort of so many different ways because we had all been so faithful in just the pursuit of his will for our lives, being great teammates to each other, being great friends, being just supporters, sisters in Christ. And it was just, oh gosh, I think about it and I'm like getting chills and like getting emotional because I just, I mean, you asked for one story and there's probably a hundred in that one story of just how it's just, yeah, he's just so good and so Mm -hmm. sweet and kind. Yeah. So cool. I I love hearing those stories and I had almost like one of the exact same stories of this guy that played in the NFL, Jeremy Davis. He's, he'll be on Mm -hmm. as well. And he just said like his favorite story or time in one of his most successful years of the NFL was baptizing one of his teammates and I'm like Mm. man how cool is it to start sharing these stories like this is what I want athletes to hear through college professional sports whatever it is high school you know like I want them to hear this is what they remembered because Mm. I I have the same stories like I remember teammates that would ask me about how to read the bible and like that's what I remember and it's just I love I love the story you shared because I think that's so important to hear that real life story that that's what you remember. And so, yeah, so cool. So cool. Yeah. I think about this, this just came in my head as you were saying mm-hmm. that on our senior night this last year, um, it was so cool. We were celebrating a back-to-back ACC title. We were 
28 and 0, the first team to go undefeated in the regular season since I don't know 2013, something like that. And so we're all this hype and like so exciting. And then we go for our like senior night celebration um, with parents and family, you know, anybody we wanted to invite. And we uh, they play these cool videos, and I'm gonna get emotional about it because I like can remember it so vividly. And then after each video for each senior played, they just opened it up to any of our teammates that wanted to say anything. And it was so cool because not one of those teammates talked about any of us seniors as a volleyball player. Mm. Every single one of them brought up the impact we might've made on them when they were a freshman and we were an upperclassman and we invited them to do something or being in a Bible study and answering a question that they had or answering a text late at night when they were struggling with something. And really, you know, like that was the sweetest thing to me because one hearing that about your, like knowing that, gosh, we're having so much success on the court right now. I'm looked at as this leader. I'm all this stuff, but gosh, my teammates are remembering me like that. Like that's so much more fulfilling, oh, you know, like so good. it's so cool to have your name up in a gym for being an all American or this, that, and the other, but like to hear that, to hear that I impacted a life in an eternal perspective is, I just can't like, like there's no words for it. That same teammate that said um the story I just told about how she would pray going from drill to drill in practice she got up there and like hate speaking in front of anybody and she talked about every one of us seniors and because she was in our class but was taking an, an extra year this next year and so she just like couldn't even get it out um how she felt about each one of us and then she like named us each by name and then she got to me and she's like I just can't thank you you've given me the greatest gift I could have ever imagined that's my relationship mm. with the Lord and I just like lost it <laughs> and just because I don't know like that for me like that is the time that I felt like wow like I've at least at one point I've lived out the gospel well like that's yeah. really cool to hear and know that like that's really what it's about yeah you know and not everybody's gonna baptize somebody not everybody's gonna be the main person that led somebody to Christ or anything like that and I wouldn't even say that's my what that's what my role in her life was but to be a part of her story of coming to the lord was like that's that's enough for me you know i can end call i can end my college career right now on that simply because i feel like god's just, god uses the game of volleyball or any sport yeah for those moments really for those relationships to bring people to know him um mm-hmm. like how cool is that that he does that through an awesome fun game you know like a sport yeah. that we or whatever sport we fall in love with like he gets he uses something like that like i just think mm-hmm. that's incredible and it just shows how good and big of a God he is. Oh, he's so kind. I love that. It's yeah. it's so sweet to hear your heart on it because it's so true. It's so worth it. And I think of Galatians 6, 9, like not growing weary and doing good. Mm, For at a proper yeah. time, we will reap a harvest. Like it is yeah. so sweet that one God lo- allows us to hear those stories. And like you said, we mm. may in our team or whatever, whatever we end up doing after sports, we may not see that fruit. But you have no idea, like, the freshman you're impacting by, you know, reacting differently than any other teammate or Mm. sharing a verse versus sharing your opinion and just the impact that makes that you don't realize. And it's almost like it all kind of adds up. And I had felt that at the end of my career where I was like, man, I'm so grateful for God's grace and mercy that he allowed me to see Mm. this to where at least some of my time as a college athlete was poured into this versus trying to make our name known and mm-hmm. all about our success. So I love those stories because I think it's so yeah. true. And I think those are all the priorities and practicals all in one story because it's yeah. to make his name known and to share the gospel and to live it out 
by impacting your teammates in that way. So, so cool, yeah. Tori. I love that. It's so neat. <laughs> and it kind so of, awesome. I, I got another question regarding, you know, you're talking about that mentor that shared that quote your freshman year. What would you want to tell your freshman self regarding priorities? Ooh, <laughs> that's a really good question. I think maybe just kind of going along with that availability piece, like actually, yeah, no, this is, this made me think of this. If you're too big for the small things, you're too small for the big things. And a teammate of mine that I'm here with too, Anna Stevenson, who has just been the biggest encourager in my faith in volleyball, just throughout our time at Louisville together. Um, she reminded our team of that later in the season. Um, and so I think that kind of goes hand in hand with like the availability thing. Like if I'm too big to answer a teammate's text when she's struggling with something, even though I have homework or I have this or I have this meeting or whatever, like if I'm too big for that kind of stuff, I'm way too small for anything big that God might give me. Um, and so I would just tell my freshman yourself, like be available for mm -hmm. anyone that might need it because I also had a lot of people available for me you know like I had so many people that had done those things for me and it was I mean it's a difference maker you know having those people be available and pour into you and take the time to really like I said like pour into you and just love me and love me right where I was at I think that was the biggest thing like people loved me so well where I was at they didn't wait for me to get to a better spot or be better or be more put together, you know, and that's exactly what Jesus does. You know, like we can, yeah. he'll meet us exactly where we are. And so I had people that showed me that grace and that love and that really the gospel in that way. And so I would just remind myself, like extend that to other people as well. Really anybody mm -hmm. that it might not even be a teammate. It might be somebody in a class, you know, it might be a fan that has waited after a game and, or, you know, something like that. Yeah. And so I would, I just think like, never being too big for what we would say is small stuff because mm -hmm. I've learned that those small things usually end up being the big things you yeah. know like that one tiny interaction might end up being a game changer for so somebody's true. life yeah and we look at Jesus example like he didn't come to be served but to serve mm -hmm. and yeah and that's the example that he set and so it's cool that you're living that out that's so helpful I think to think about too and yeah. kind of for a final question, what would you say it means to you to be more than an athlete? To be more than an athlete is really to humble yourself to the point of knowing that this game, whatever game it is, is such a gift and there's a greater purpose in it. And that the pursuit of excellence in our sport is what we are called to mm -hmm. as Christ followers, you know, as um, Christians, we are called to be excellent in everything we do. And, and that is in more than just our game, you know, it's in every area of our life. I, I truly think that a Christian athlete is, or everyone, but specifically Christian athletes are called to strive for excellence, whatever that might look like. It doesn't mean perfection in every area of their life. And that might be school. That might be family. That might be, you know, it's so many different things at so many different parts of our lives, but I think God has given so much of so many of us these gifts in order to really let that be let that be seen and known so that others yeah. see him. You know, like he's given us a platform, a lot of us a platform and some of us it's a smaller platform. It's a high school like the high school in your area and you know or it's a huge stage when the NFL or the NBA or 
you know, yeah. the MLB, you know, like it's, it might be a huge change and it might be small or it might be small, but he's given it to you for a reason. And, and to steward that well, I mm-hmm. think is really why he, um, why I honestly think God's a sports fan. Like, I know yeah. that sounds funny, but like, I do think that like he is, he does want us to be, to strive after success in our sport because we should be striving after excellence in everything. And that's yeah. such a wonderful way to show Jesus and show the gospel without ever bringing up his name, you know, yeah. is to love your teammates, you know, love your coaching staff, treat everybody well, and really strive after excellence in everything. Mm. So good. And Tori, I know that you living that out, like you said, in striving for excellence to honor the Lord and having the gospel at the forefront of your mind is what made those teammates, you know, text you late at night or want to know what what is different about her. And I think it's that same thing of letting your light shine before men, men mm. and others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father who, who is in heaven. Mm. And I think it's been so cool just to hear your story and how you've lived that out. And I know obviously there's been times that you wish you could have done it differently, but God is so kind in how he has used you and used volleyball. So thanks for sharing your story. And it's just sweet to hear your heart. And I'm just pumped for God to continue (laughs) to, I mean, in Italy and your platform as a volleyball player in professional world. So thanks so much for sharing all of this. And I know it's going to bless and help some other athletes. Well, thank you so much. I can't even express how one, I think cool it is what you do, but um, just how grateful I am for an opportunity to share my story, but also get Mm -hmm. to know you and know your heart behind this and, and be encouraged that Um, I mean, it does get lonely at times. I think probably every Christian athlete has experienced that loneliness at some point where they feel like they're just empty, you know, but then people like you that have felt that and not just felt it, but been like lit up to do something about it, you know, provide a community that um, isn't just like providing community for us athletes, but then to share it. You know, I think what you're doing is twofold in that, you know, it's to share these incredible stories and bring so much glory to his name, but also to be an encouragement to the athletes Mm -hmm. speaking, you know, getting invited to come and talk about something because like, it's, it's a privilege to be looked at in that way. And, um, I'm just thankful for our mutual friends and just that, like we were connected. And so I'm just really thankful for what you do and excited to see this, this podcast and, um, just continue to take off and, God is really just using you in some incredible ways. So thank you. Yeah, thanks for saying that. It's been, whenever I see and hear these uh, stories of what God's doing, I'm like, these need to be shared and people need to right? hear these. So <laughs> it, it is an honor and God is super kind in that way. So thanks so much for being on here. And athletes, if you guys find anything from this or any of the podcasts, if you guys want to leave a review or subscribe, that's just a great way for other athletes just to hear um, about what the Lord is doing. <music> Hey, we want to thank you for listening. Did you know that you could help More Than An Athlete by rating, reviewing, and subscribing? Follow us on Instagram at More Than An Athlete. And the more that you do this, the more athletes can tune in and find the content. We hope you found this week's episode helpful and encouraging.